0: Every hour. And through this land, this pilgrim land, protect me by thy saving power. And in my plea, my feeble plea, O Lord, dear Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, sold my king. When I wander through the valley dim toward the setting of the sun, lead me safely to a land of rest if I a crown of life have won. I have put my faith in thee, dear Lord, that I may reach the golden strand. There's no other friend on whom I can depend, blessed Jesus, sold my hand. Blessed Jesus Hold my hand Yes, I need thee every hour And through this land This pilgrim land Protect me by thy saving power And in my plea My feeble plea O oh Lord, dear Lord Look down on me When I kneel in prayer to there. Blessed Jesus, on my hand.
1: Amen. Amen. Please turn to page 464 in your faith and praise books. Once again, page 464 in your faith and praise books, because he lives. Once again, that's page 464 in your faith and praise books. Follow the same.
0: God sent his son. See
1: page 23 in your faith and praise books. Once again, it's page 23 in your faith and praise books. Our God, he is alive. Paul, let us sing.
0: There is beyond the azure blue a God concealed from human side in eating the skies with heavenly hue and frame the worlds with his great mind. There is a God, He is alive. God created man He is a God. heard, and he is the God that we should know, who speaks from his inspired word, there is a God, he is alive, in him we live, and we survive, from dust our God, created man, he is our God, the great I am, secure is life from mortal mind, God holds the germ within his hand, though me may search they cannot find for God alone does understand. There is a God. He is alive. In Him we live and we survive. From dust our God created man Our God, the great I Am Our God, whose Son upon a tree A life was willing there to give That He from sin might set man free And evermore with Him could live a God, He is alive. In Him we live and we survive. From dust, our God, From dust, our God. He created man. He is a God.
1: To page 12 and your say selection songbooks. Sorry, page 14, you selection songbooks. Once again, it's page 14, you say selection songbooks. My God is real. Once again, it's page 14, you say selection songbooks. Let us sing. There are some
0: things I may not know and there are some things in my soul, and yes, my God is real, God is, yes, he's real in my soul, is real in my soul, and my God is real, and for he has washed and made me oh like we go, like we go, and my God is real, and for I believe that He's in my.
2: Why and made me whole and yes his love for me Yes is like just like big old. and my God is real for I believe He's in my soul For I believe he's here uh,
3: in my soul. Uh, what a wonderful song. Uh, as we go to our Heavenly Father, this worship service to sing, it is such a blessing to be able to come together in the Lord's Day worship uh, and to lift God up in praise. Uh, I remember the Lord said that we give him the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips. Uh, and we do that continually, uh, and I recognize that uh, it is not only in worship where that must be done, uh, but surely during our, during our life's journey, the opportunity that, pre- it, that presents itself for it to be done, is always a good time to have a song for the Lord on our hearts and on our lips. And what a wonderful song to sing when you say that you believe he's here in your soul. Our God is real, uh, for we believe that he is here uh, in our soul. That's about faith, amen. Amen. We spend our life journey, we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, We do know that every time we uh, read the scripture text that God says, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. And he says that he'll be with us until the end of the ages. Uh, And so I know that he is here uh, in our souls. I know Paul says, I know in whom I have believed. And he says, I know he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. And that is the day of judgment. When you know that the Lord is with you and he's here in your soul, we don't fear death like others fear death. Because we don't, we don't, we don't fear God as others fear God. We have a reverence for the Lord. Uh, because he is our father, uh, he is our uh, savior, he is certainly our provider, and uh, one day when all this is said and done, he will manifest his promise, and he will be our deliverer. And we're so thankful to God for uh, this opportunity of, of worship. I want to call your attention very quickly, if you will, to the book of Hebrews. You may recall that when we began this series of uh, sermons as we were dealing with the, 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 the ark and the, uh, the tabernacle, the temple, the church, surely as it, uh, each of them intersect with the concept of the covenant. Um, we've been sharing things from the book of Hebrews, because Hebrews is a, uh, a book that uh, addresses the, uh, uh, the, the sanctuary, uh, the priesthood, uh, and it addresses the certainly the uh, uh, the constructs of the tabernacle, uh, the church, and the temple, It even uh, uh, alludes to uh, the ark. Uh, but nevertheless, we know that Hebrews is a is a is is one of uh, a few epistles that truly deal with the worship uh, that God, if you will, uh, designed for man to participate in. Uh, and so when we read the book of Hebrews, as we see the, the, the blessings of, uh, of the word of God that allows us to extract from that uh, how we ought to conduct and behave ourselves uh, in the house of God, which Paul tells Timothy is the church of the living God, the pillar uh, in the ground of the truth. And, and so we recognize then that the truth is always intermingled with each of these spiritual constructs and just to be very simple the the in john in john 17 17 jesus says sanctify them through thy truth thy word is truth and so we know uh, that he is referring to the 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 covenant the covenant relationship that man has with god Uh, and so we return ourselves back to this conversation about the tabernacle and i thought it would be good for us to understand the the significance of the uh, of the evolution of the uh, of the priesthood, uh, because we know Peter says, and 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 as we continue to show the relationship between the the archetype and the type, that is uh, that which was in shadow versus that which becomes manifested in reali- reality. We 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 know that uh, Peter says that we are in the church. We are the royal priesthood. Amen. We, we, the church, is the royal priesthood. We, 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 uh, if you will, are identified uh, as those who are uh, who are part of uh, uh, the kingdom. That's why we're called the royal priesthood. Amen. We, 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 we are uh, princes and uh, prince and princesses, if you will. And we we understand that we have that special relationship with God, uh, not only being part of the the, the kingdom, but but in the in the real spiritual sense, Amen. Each of us, as members of the body of Christ, the Church of Christ, the Kingdom of God First Corinthians fifteen twenty four, uh, uh, Matthew chapter sixteen eighteen. We we recognize that we are part of the Kingdom of God, and therefore being not only part of royalty, Amen. Uh, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with that in a moment. But we also have uh, this this spiritual relationship with God, being the priests, if you will, in the in the in the church. Every one of us, each of us, can go before God uh, and, and and commune with the Lord. Amen. Uh, and ask of him the things that we are in need of. Uh, because that is the special relationship that we have with God. We are his, we are his children. And if you will, we are uh, uh, also of the of the priesthood. Uh, so I thought it would be good for us to look at the origin. Uh, if not, if you will. The very foundation uh, of the the concept of the priesthood, and it begins with this mysterious name that some of us um, uh, have probably read in in uh, uh, Genesis fourteen, and we, we read about uh, Melchizedek, and uh, we know what Abraham uh, uh, in, did when he engaged uh, Melchizedek, and 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 sometimes we uh, we, as I said, some of us read. Uh, the Bible for pleasure, and there's nothing wrong with reading the Bible for pleasure. Amen. It's it's a wonderful thing to spend time with the biblical text. Some of you may have your your daily Bible calendar where you have certain they give you certain scriptures to read, and and uh, be careful with that because some of those scriptures that they have reading are completely out of context. But that's all right. That's another time. But but read your Bible, and there's nothing wrong with having, uh, if you will, the, the 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 reading the Bible for pleasure. But But when it comes to the word of God, remember what we've been studying is Paul says, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant, but to understand what the will of the Lord is. And so reading the Bible is not just for reading for pleasure, but it's reading for understanding. It's for reading understanding because, see, the understanding is what's going to give you the foundation uh, that you need to build on in order for you to change your life. That's where the understanding comes from. Amen. I, I, I can read Genesis and and, and, and and take pleasure in the fact that I know that it is God who created the stars that I see at night and and, 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 and created the, the, the sun that blesses us in the daytime and, ble- and and see the lesser light, which is the moon that reflects the greater light of the sun because it's on the other side. Of the earth, and we can we can be blessed with all those wonderful things of God. We can see the plants coming up out of the ground, and we can see the rain fall as it did last night and this morning. We can enjoy all those wonderful thoughts about these things have come from God. But if you don't take the time to understand, Amen, Amen. all the pleasure in the world is not gonna save your soul. Amen. Amen. God said, I allow it to rain on the just and the unjust. Amen. Amen. And so just because it rains doesn't mean that your soul's going to be saved. Just because the sunshine doesn't mean that your soul is going to be saved. Just because the stars twinkle at night doesn't mean your soul is going to be saved. Just because the beautiful lilies of the valley purple up after they have been watered by the wonderful blessing of God and they spin and toil, if you will, in the, in the farmer's yard doesn't mean that your soul is going to be saved. But your soul can be saved when understanding is coupled with the pleasure of reading God's word. Because that should change your life. That should cause you to think about where am I in my relationship with God? It gives you the thought where uh, in Matthew, when Jesus in Matthew 6 says concerning Solomon, as he says, Solomon had all these riches and wonders. And, and, and then he says, well, guess what? The birds don't reap. The, the, the flowers toil that they don't reap. And, and none of these things do they work, if you will. But the Lord has a blessing for them. But when it comes to mankind, amen, when it comes to our salvation, that God says you need to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. You see, you don't have to worry about the animals trying to seek uh, seek God. Amen. God and the animals are all right. The animals didn't sin in the garden. Amen. Help me when you can. The lilies didn't sin in the garden. Amen. The trees didn't sin in the garden. The the, the vegetation didn't sin in the garden. It was man that sinned in the garden. Amen. So man has to seek God where he can be found. And that's in his word. And being in his word means that you identify the kingdom. And identifying the kingdom means you identify the church. When you identify the church, you're identifying the tabernacle, the temple. Amen. The place where righteousness dwells. And when you find those things and you get that understanding, then you begin to see what you need to do to change your life. Y'all right this morning? And so Melchizedek, amen, is the beginning of the priesthood. Uh, The priesthood that preceded the Levitical priesthood, by the way. Amen, amen. When you look, at, you look at Melchizedek, even before Moses, uh, if you will, comes along, uh, you, got, you have Melchizedek in, in the picture, amen. And, and in, in Melchizedek, we find the archetype of Christ himself. We find Melchizedek because the Bible says that there is just a snippet of his life, amen. If we don't know where Melchizedek came from. The Bible says there's no genealogy that we can follow. We don't know who his father was. We don't know who his mother was. Amen. He comes on the scene, and as quickly as he comes on the scene, he disappears, never to be heard from again. But in the biblical text, we find something special happening between the one we've been speaking about so long, the father of faith, Abraham. Amen. And we've been talking about uh, 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 we've been speaking about Abraham and, and how significant his relationship is as Galatians chapter 3 would, would, would bear out in our reading that, that uh, uh, if you will, uh, uh, through Abraham, amen, the father of faith, all life, existence will be blessed, amen, for he was given the promise, amen, that he would become the father of men and nations. Sarah would become the mother of, of many nations. God if you will started with Abraham and, and through Abraham something special happened, something that only happened one time and never with anyone else did it ever happen again. And that was when God took Abraham and pulled him aside and said, I want you to take your son, your only son, Isaac, and, and I want you to take him early in the morning and take him to the mountain top, and I want you to sacrifice your son, Isaac. And Abraham knew what he had to do. Isaac didn't know what was going on, but he knew what he had to do. And God had commanded, and Isaac in his wisdom was walking up the side. He says, Lord, Abraham, he says, we we, we have the, the, the wood and we have all these other things that we need to make the sacrifice, but, but we don't have the sacrifice. Well, where's the lamb? Amen. Abraham says, The Lord shall provide. Abraham moved on faith, knowing, as Hebrews chapter 11 says, he believed God. God gave him, that is Isaac, from the womb of Sarah that was barren at one time, but God blessed her to be able to have a child. Abraham saw that as receiving Isaac from the dead. And surely if he asked him to offer him that he could bring him back from the dead. Abraham had faith in God. That the righteousness of God was all through Abraham. Didn't say he was perfect, but it does show that he sought after righteousness. He sought to do that which God desired to be done. And that is all that God asked of us. He doesn't ask us to do any more and any less. Just to have faith in Him and to understand that this priesthood is about faith. It's about faith in God's word. It's about in faith, in faith, faith in God's spiritual constructs, not something that we want to desire and and, uh, and construct of our own minds, but to, to but to bring that into reality, that which God has given us in His word. And if we can just do that, if we can just focus on that, we won't have we won't have time trying to focus on a bunch of mess. Hey man, if we if we get if you if you spend your time just trying to deal with that, you got boy, you you be working overtime just trying to get that in together. You don't have time for nothing else. You don't have time for nothing else. I, I t- when you have time for mess, that means you ain't doing your best. I, I, uh, Lord, when, did I say that? I, I'm just
2: saying you, when you doing what God has you to do, you don't have time for nothing. Like you,
3: you look. You, 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 you're doing all you can to shave off the rough edges of your life. You're trying to be as Melchizedek showed himself to be. He was a priest and a king. Amen. That had no beginning, had no end. But during the time that he did have, and the in the in the the time that God allowed us to see his relationship with Abraham, we knew some things immediately about Melchizedek. Melchizedek was a man that wanted to serve God. Because he called himself a priest. The Bible rather calls him a priest. And Abraham recognized him as greater. And Abraham recognized himself as being the lesser. And you have to understand that relationship. When one is seeking seeking God and to do God's will. We have to understand that that, that special relationship between Abraham and Melchizedek. You see, you can never be better than he who created you. Lord have mercy. You can only hope to try to come up to his level. But you can never be better than he who created you. Romans 1 and 2 helps us understand that we are the created and God is the creator. He is holy and we need to strive to be holy. Amen. Amen. It is our, it is our, it is our fervent desire to one day be identified by god to be holiness amen yeah i said it a lot of people to want to take around they want to take spiritual they want to take spiritual words and, and 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 make their own spiritual meaning uh but, but but i come by to tell you when the word of god calls the church holiness don't give you don't don't give away god's name to the world because they try to claim it amen we are the holiness church. If there is such a thing. Amen. Don't, don't, be, giving, don't be giving God's name away because they try to claim it. Amen. Well, see, we the holiness church. Y'all ain't the, if that, if, There is no holiness church without the church of Christ. Amen. Bible says, be ye holy. But I am holy. We stand. We be holy at best we try to be the essence of what it means to be holy when we talk about the priesthood we're talking about holiness you don't walk off into the tabernacle claiming to be a priest don't 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 don't, don't be don't be don't be counting god short amen don't be laxadaisical about what it means to be in the tabernacle amen. don't get caught slipping in the tabernacle amen don't wear a name that you can't claim i just a, don't, don't, uh, Lord have mercy. I'm just trying to help us here. When, when, we, when we call ourselves something, know why you're calling yourself something. Amen. Well, you know that's that's it's just what they said we were. Well, well, the question is, can you prove it? Where's the text that supports it? Amen. When I talk about Melchizedek, I can go find where the Bible says he was a king and a priest. Amen. And, and, and I can find where Abraham, if you will, blessed him as the greater and recognized himself as the lesser. I can find Melchizedek and I can find the church. go find the temple and I can go find if you will the church and I can go find the covenants that if you will were sanctifying each one of those constructs I can go find that I can go read that in the scripture and so if I can't read what it is that you are you have in the scripture I can't run around and start calling myself a priest when I don't know what it means to be one I got to find out what that means amen why is it that the Lord need no confessional booth. Amen. amen. Because, see, I have a direct relationship with God. Amen. 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 I, 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 don't, I don't need somebody to be an interme- intermediary amen. that got the same problems I have. Amen. 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 I, I, <laughs> your issues might be blocking my call. I, amen. 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 I need to be able to talk directly
2: to the Lord.
3: And the Lord said, we are a priest, amen. We are a priest in the church. What that does, that gives us the power. That empowers us in any time, in every time we want to talk to the Lord. All I got to do is ask him. That's all I have to do. I don't need to make no appointment to see when I can come and sit down in some wooden box. Maybe you, you might have COVID that day. Maybe you ain't ready. Amen. But I need, when I need to talk to the Lord, look, I can be in my car. I can be in the bathtub. I can be, I can be ready to go to sleep at night, wherever. I can call on the Lord. Lord, I need need to talk. Amen. I need to talk. You know what my faith says? My faith says that Jesus is on the line. Melchizedek is a priest. The Bible says he's a, a king of Salem and and, and and Matthew, in uh, rather in Hebrews 7, and verse number 1, he says he's a he's a king of Salem and a priest of the most high God. That's that's how I know who Melchizedek is. Melchizedek is an archetype, he is the manifestation of Christ, interacting with Abraham. That's who God doesn't give us any history before him concerning his origin. Doesn't give us any history after his interaction with Abraham. He comes and he goes. But what little history he did want us to know. He called him a king. The word Salem here is a very interesting word because it, it literally comes from the it comes from the construct of the word Jerusalem. So you're getting Salem as And took Jerusalem. And so Salem, if you will, is in identifying Jerusalem. And when you're identifying Jerusalem, you're identifying he's the king of Jerusalem. And the reason why you see that is because when you you look at the idea of him being the king of Jerusalem, now you know that in the original priesthood, you find that God had already placed his name in Jerusalem. He was the king. And God identified him as Melchizedek. And when you understand that he, that is, uh, Jesus being identified as the king of kings and the Lord of lords, but even in his, him being identified as the king of kings and the Lord of lords, there's one thing that we always knew about Christ, especially As he as he makes it known in first Corinthians 15 and 24, he recognized that God had given him the authority over all things until a time. Until a time. Until a time. And when that time ended, when that time of Christ ends, amen, and that time of Christ will end, when God, that is in the form of Christ, will come back and take up the church, and the church will be delivered up into heaven's glory. The kingdom will be delivered up into God once again, and then God the Father will once again be above and over all. There's a time of deliverance that's coming. And if the priesthood needs Melchizedek is important. Because before Moses and the Levitical priesthood even comes on the scene. And that's why you know you got those talking about I'm a you know, everybody's trying to come up with these fancy identifications of who they are. And and and, you know, I guess it's all right. At least you're searching, amen. At least you're searching, but you need to keep searching. You do need to be like Nathaniel, you know, amen. Keep keep seeking the kingdom, as Matthew 6 and 33 says, seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Don't don't, don't rest on man's knowledge. Come to the covenant. You know, that's, that's where our challenge is. we, we just resting on stuff, stuff that, that, that has social ills wrapped up in it. And cultural wars wrapped up in it. Let me tell you something. When judgment comes, your skin color ain't going to determine your
2: destination.
3: If you, if, you, if you truly know where your origin is anyway, Adam and Eve was the same cup because they came from the same ground. Amen. We skin folk and kin folk. Y'all don't know that Let me tell you something. We, we focus on the wrong stuff. We need to focus on how do we make it to heaven's glory. And the only way you're going to make it to heaven's glory is by becoming of the order of the priesthood. That God says he's going to save. Because you've got to be in the priesthood. Amen. You've got to be in the church in order to be saved. Because that's what God is going to deliver up. Amen. And, and, so, and so Melchizedek, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Salem. A priest of the most high God. Who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and, 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 and blessed him. In other words, Melchizedek blessed Abraham, that's how, that's how you know that the idea of Melchizedek helps us to understand his priesthood and his kingship. Don't stop right there. Melchizedek's priesthood and kingship supersedes Abraham because Abraham was given as the one who would be the father of many nations. Abraham was a king. Sarah was a queen but yet even in their his kingship and his and the queenship and the dominion they did not supersede God that's why Abraham was blessed by the greater because it's Christ the king of kings and the lord of lords the adonai the lord of righteousness amen and surely When you see who Christ is. You know that it is impossible for anyone. To supersede. To supersede Christ. As I quoted in 1 Corinthians 15. Because Christ has. All power. He has all dominion. And as we read in in Acts chapter 1. And in Acts chapter 2. And even in Daniel. You'll see that he was the one. When he was taken up on the cloud. Stay with me now. When Christ. Resurrected from the grave, developed his disciples to understand the perfection of the kingdom. Let them know in Matthew chapter 18 that all power was given unto him in heaven and in earth. We find ourselves now in the time of his ascension. Because he's getting ready to leave the apostles and, and, and they're standing there. And the men of Galilee were standing there, and they're watching him, if you will, go up into heaven's glory. And the and the and the messenger of God stood by and said, Why stand ye here and gaze at him? But the way you see him go is the way he will come again. But he was seen in Daniel as one arriving in heaven. And Daniel says. He he, he arrived in heaven on a cloud. And when he got there, he was given dominion. He was given a kingdom. And that kingdom would become uh, that place where all the priests that desired to be saved would come and to be a part of that kingdom a part of that tabernacle a part of that priesthood they will become part of the true tabernacle not the one that was carried about with in the days of of Moses and, and 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 ushered in by Abraham but but he we become part of the true tabernacle and that true tabernacle is the one that is from God Isaiah talked about Jesus and how he was promised to come. In Isaiah chapter 9, we found some interesting thoughts about the coming of Christ. This was a time when many God's people were challenged in various tribes and were, 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 were fighting against each other and men kind continue to perpetuate the practices of Satan to sh- destroy one another. In Isaiah 9, in verse number 1, it says, Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation when at the first, of, uh, first he, lighted a, he uh, lightly afflicted the land of Zebulon and, and the land of Nephtali, and, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan and Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness, have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them have the light shine. Boy, it sounds like us, doesn't it? People have been walking in darkness for a long time. But there are those of us who have seen the light, and that is we've seen Christ. We've seen him through his word. Verse number three, thou hast multiplied the nation and, and, and not increased the joy. They, the, the, they joy before thee according to the joy in harvest as, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning. And fuel of fire. Verse number 6 is where we need to be. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. The word government there means kingdom. Dominion shall be upon his shoulder. It rests upon Christ. For he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This is... This is Christ. Who the prophet, speaks about coming and the government, the kingdom of the world is going to be on his shoulder. But that kingdom is not without, It's not without a spiritual side. And that is the priesthood. So yes, Melchizedek is identified as a king. But that kingdom wasn't limited to the idea of an earthly designation or a designation. It was expanded, if you will, to include the spiritual nature of it. It was expanded to include not only is he a king, but, but to show the, the archetype of Christ. He's not only a king, he's a king, but yet he is still a priest. And his priesthood is, is to the Most High God. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 24, I quoted it earlier. But I share with you now what is said when Paul writes to the church at Corinth about the kingdom. For you are very familiar with Matthew 16 and 18, and, you know, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he tells Peter, I will give unto you the keys to the kingdom. And boy, I wish I had... I wish I had time to deal with that. I don't have time to deal with it long. But you know what? Since I'm there, I guess I might as well have a deal. I'll deal with it a little bit. It's interesting that what the Lord says is that I will give unto you, Peter, the keys to the kingdom. In other words, I'll give you the resources you To come inside the house. But that don't make. Because if I can give you access to the house, I can kick you out of the house. Amen. Amen. And the Levitical priesthood is no different. It's no different. Because when you come to the manifestation of the true tabernacle and the church, what you find is the Levitical priesthood had to go away. Lord have mercy. They had access to the house. But that didn't make it their house. Amen. The kingdom. In 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 24, look what Paul says to the church. And and, and I'll just start at verse number 18. Verse number 18 in 1 Corinthians 15 and 18 says, Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. I'm going to say that one again. For as in Adam, that is in man. If you are trusting in man, you are dead and you're going to stay dead. But if you trust in Christ, be obedient to his word. He says, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. And I remember Jesus saying, I have come that you might have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That abundant life is eternal life, by the way. Amen. And I'm looking, I'm, I, 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 our lives is to strive to do our best so that we can make eternal life our home. Amen. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits; after they that are Christ's At his coming, that are Christ's apostrophe s. That means they belong to Christ. Possessive case, singular. They belong to Christ. They that are Christ's where? At his coming. Well, when he comes, he's not coming to establish the kingdom. He's coming to deliver up the kingdom. He's not coming to establish the church, First Corinthians, uh, Ephesians chapter 5. He's coming to deliver up the church, to present unto himself a glorious church, tabernacle, temple, without having spot, wrinkle, or blemish, or any such thing. Those that are, cri- they that are Christ's at his coming, verse number 24. Then come at the end when he shall deliver up or, or when he shall have delivered up the kingdom. To who? To God. Even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and, and all authority and power, for he must reign till, until he has put all enemies under his feet. Let me tell you something. There's a spiritual war going on and we need to make sure we're in the battle. The royal priesthood is not just a, just in name only. But the royal priesthood, we are the ones that bear the spiritual weaponry. Amen. That can destroy wickedness. Look, this is not a battle against culture wars. This isn't a battle against what skin color you have. This is a battle against wickedness. Amen. Evil that lurks in high
2: places.
3: And only those who have decided to to get an understanding of God's word and first change their own life and then continue to use God's word to perpetuate the changing of others' life can strive to one day be righteous. Melchizedek is described as a king of righteousness because in order to change our lives, we have to start with God's word. And so what we find ourselves understanding is that when we change, when we, when we understand that, that Jesus, if you will, uh, he says, I'm going to put down all rule and all authority and power. You have to understand that there are things that the devil has left in this world that is meant to condemn and to consume and to destroy the soul of man. Amen. And those things have power, influence on the lives of people. Lying, cheating, and stealing, and killing, and covetousness, and jealousy, and, and all the other things that destroy our soul. Hating each other because somebody, somebody was born in a cold climate, and so their skin is light skin. And those who are born in a dark climate, their skin is dark skin. And now we're going to try to say one is better than the other. What's wrong with you? We're all of one blood. Adam and Eve. The purpose of our existence is to, be, is to in, in embrace the, 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 the true blood that is able to save our soul, which is the blood of Christ. Amen. And I guarantee if you give your faith over to that blood and see how it can save your soul, all this other stuff would just become a distraction because your focus is to save your soul. And to use your understanding of God's word to help somebody else let me let me let me hurry here I I got to remember that we're we're going we're we're going into the post-covid era I can't preach as long in the morning like I used to we have bible class after this but we we as we come back to first Corinthians 15 look what he says he says look for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. All enemies. The last enemy that, he shall be, that shall be destroyed is death. That's the last enemy that shall be destroyed. You know, people fear dying because they don't understand what's on heaven's side. Right? They don't know what's on heaven's side. That's why they fear dying. But when you know what's on heaven's side, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, look, Lord, the only thing I ask of the Lord and I pray to the Lord, Lord, don't take me before I'm ready to go. Amen. <laughs> You know, if he, I know I got to go, but, you know, take me when I'm ready to make it into heaven's glory. Give me as much time as you can give me so I can prepare myself to make it, so I can be crisis. The kingdom is going to be delivered up to the Father, and once again, the Father will have all authority. Let me come back to Hebrews chapter 7, and I'm closing here. In Hebrews chapter 7, and verse number 2, look what he says. He says, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation, the king of righteousness. Melchizedek is called the king of righteousness. Lord have mercy. The priest of the most high God is called the king of righteousness. Well, this is the same thing that Paul describes as being the attributes of Christ, being righteous. And and, 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 and if you didn't know, remember 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 5, around thereabouts? Noah, who entered into the ark, was called a preacher of righteousness. Jesus says in Matthew 6 and 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In Second Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 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 ten, we find where the Bible says that 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 that, uh, 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 that that Jesus died, if you will, and in his dying, he died that we that that we might become, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him, that we might become. And so when we look at that 2 Corinthians 5 and 10, we're looking at that text and we're saying to ourselves, well, well, well what is this all about? What is this all about? Because, see, we all will have to stand before the judgment ball of God. But, but when we stand before the judgment ball of God at 2 Corinthians 5 and 10, I'm not going to stand before God as I was in the world. I'm not going to stand before God as the one who was in sin and following after man and following after uh, the devil's uh, devices. I'm going to stand before God as a new creature. Because the blood covers me. I'm a priest now. I'm a priest now. And that's why the devil wants to take you out. Because as a priest, you have spiritual weaponry that's able to defeat him. Amen. The devil don't want you having access to that. doesn't want you having access to that. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, he says, Therefore, therefore if any man... Lord have mercy. I didn't see him describe the skin color of that man, amen. Amen. but I did hear him say,
2: "If any man, if Lord have mercy,
3: come you say amen, we supposed to? Not when are not. If he ain't a man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Amen. Amen. That's what the text say. In other words, I don't care what the devil remembers about what I used to be." What I'm concerned about is what God sees me as right now. That's that's what that's what I'm concerned about. And as long as I know that being in the in the in the priesthood, by the way, let me let me just go ahead and drop this off now. Uh, amen. When we, when you look at the book of eschatology, the book that was written by John that gave us the ending, the last days, if you will. And then you see that angel. It shows him what, who is under the altar. Let me tell you something. What you don't recall sometimes is that, remember, when they went into the tabernacle, amen, the priests had to wash themselves. They put on the raiment that was necessary in order for them to serve in the tabernacle. Lord have mercy. They had to make themselves clean, amen. They had to wash their robes. They had to prepare themselves. When you see the people under the altar in the book of Revelations, what you will see are the priests. It's the trash. These these are they that have come out of much trial and tribulation. Don't tell me Tell me about what I am. They wash the robes. In the blood of the Lamb. They come out of much trial and tribulation. These are they. Lord have mercy. And the devil's going to try to accuse you. But God says I know what they used to be. But I'm not concerned about what they used to be. I'm concerned about what they are right now. They wash their robes in the, in the blood of the Lamb. And remember what John says. When he says in John in Revelations one and, and, and nine, "I'm your brother in tribulation and in the kingdom," because that's who we are. We're the royal priesthood. We wash our robes in the blood, and now we strive to use these spiritual this spiritual weaponry that the Word of God has given us to do what? To not only save our own soul. But also those who hear us. He says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. In other words, put it it to death. Whatever it is, whatever it is, put it to death. Let the old things pass away. When that man goes down in the water grave of baptism, and I say man in the neutral sense, woman, male, male female, go down in the water grave of baptism, they're they, they cleansing their lives, they're, 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 they're being covered with the blood of Christ. Old things are passed away. You need to learn how to, our problem is, we try to, look, we're coming up out of the water and we got the stuff still strapped to our ankle. Let it go. Let it pass through faith. Arise to walk in the newness of life. No matter what the devil remembers, what matters is what God knows. And God says, I'll forgive you. Behold, all things become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And hath given given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses, uh, trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Amen. Now then, Paul refers to the apostles. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. And I end here. For he hath made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin. That we might be made. The righteousness of God in him. I cannot become righteous outside of Christ. I can only become righteous in Christ. And becoming righteous in Christ Puts me into the royal priesthood. It puts me into those who are seeking to be righteous, as Paul would say in Romans 1 and 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all those who believe, to the Jew first, and also to the Greeks, for therein is a righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. For it is written, the just shall live by faith. We are the royal priesthood. Priests of the Most High God, a king of sin We're priests of Christ. See, we're, we're that royal priesthood. Being of that royal priesthood, we we alive the stones. We but We 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 make it known. people need to know where salvation is. Amen. Right? They need to know where salvation is. We don't try to run beyond God. You doing all you can just to run to God. Amen. 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 <laughs> Folk try to go beyond God. No, Just, just try to get to Him. When you, you when you're spending your time trying to get to Him, let me tell you something, you'll be exhausted when you reach Him. You're not, you don't have time to try to run past Him. Rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And as we quoted earlier in Matthew 6 and 33, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God knows what your needs are. Amen. And he's able to provide all our needs. All need. Not to wants, but what he knows you stand in need of. And we repent of our sins. We we acknowledge that we've fallen short of his glory. Luke 13 3 and 5 says, I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all And goats and turtle doves that was offered under the priest, the Levitical priesthood, that's not going to work. Thessalonian text teaches us. We'll hear that last trumpet. We'll hear it. And the dead in Christ shall rise. The dead in Christ shall rise to it in the end. And those that of us who are alive at the calling of Christ will not precede them that are dead, but we shall be caught up together with him.
2: knocking at your
0: door, somebody's knocking at your door, and oh sinner, why don't you answer, somebody's knocking at your door, and he can't save you, somebody's knocking at your door. He can save you, somebody. He's knocking at your door, and oh, oh, sinner, why don't you answer? Somebody. He's knocking at your door. Knocks like Jesus. Somebody's knocking at your door. Knocks like Jesus, somebody. He's knocking at your door, and oh, sinner, why don't you answer? Somebody's knocking at your door. Will you answer? Somebody's knocking at your door. Will you answer somebody? He's knocking at your door. And oh, sinner, why don't you answer somebody? He's knocking at your door.